Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast. We are going to talk about the void today. I hesitated to uh, have this as one of the the initial elements of a near death experience for the simple reason that uh, this this uh, one kind of scares some people. Um, but I don't want it to scare you away either from studying on if you've never heard of this, or from fearing death. There's no reason to fear death um, because this element, which is a little bit less common, but not uncommon. It's, it's not one that's in almost every in, uh, near-death experience, but it is in many near-death experiences. But it's experienced in very different ways for very different people. I'll just give a preface um, uh, like that and also say that, um, for example, Betty Eadie, um, her experience with it was very positive and, 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 and beautiful. Um, but the experience I'm going to read, just because of the uh, description uh, given, is, I think, a good uh, place to go with this. Um, it's, it's about the void. That is to say, uh, a sense of complete and utter darkness. Okay? And uh, to many religious folks, this can sound a little scary because it sounds like a form of outer darkness. But that doesn't seem to be what it is at all. Uh, as I study this and see more examples of it, some people it's unpleasant, some people it's very pleasant, and to most people it's somewhat benign. It's kind of like an in-between place that uh, it may be a brief moment or it may feel like it goes on for a long time. But... Um, Maybe we can talk more about it after we share this experience. This is the experience of Reverend George Rodanaya. I'm not exactly sure if I'm saying that right. But uh, his experience happened in 2004 um, after being hit by a car. In fact, his was one of the cases where he was pronounced dead and was placed in a morgue even before he came back. Also, the kind of experience, the idea of waking up in a morgue is horrifying to a lot of people. Don't worry, most of us will never experience such a thing because it just doesn't happen that often. But what it does allow for is a great deal of near-death experience. <laughs> and uh, he has a book called The Journey Home, um, and we're reading a portion from that. This can be found on the website near-death.com. Okay. The first thing I remember about, about my near-death experience is that I discovered myself in a realm of total darkness. It had no physical, or I had no physical pain. I was still somehow aware of my existence as George, and all about me was there, <clears throat> and all about me there was darkness, utter and complete darkness the greatest darkness ever, darker than any dark, blacker than any black. This was what surrounded me and pressed upon me. I was horrified. I wasn't prepared for this at all. I was shocked to find that I still existed, but I didn't know where I was. The one thought that kept rolling through my mind was, how can I be when I'm not? That, that is what troubled me. Slowly I got a grip on myself and began to think about what had happened. What was going on? 
but nothing refreshing or relaxing came to me. Why am I in this darkness? What am I to do? Then I remembered Descartes' famous line, I think, therefore I am. And that took a huge burden off me. For it was then I knew for certain I was still alive, although obviously in a very different dimension. Then I thought, if I am, why shouldn't I be positive? That is what came to me. I am George, and I am in darkness, but I know I am. I am what I am. I must not be negative. Then I thought, how can I define what is positive in darkness? Well, positive is light. Then suddenly I was in light. Bright, white, shiny, and strong, a very bright light. I was like the flash of a camera, but not flickering. That bright, constant brightness. At first I found the brilliance of the light painful. I couldn't look directly at it, but little by little I began to relax. I began to feel warm, comforted, and everything suddenly seemed fine. The next thing that happened was that I saw all these molecules flying around, atoms, protons, neutrons, just flying everywhere. On the one hand, it was totally chaotic, yet what brought me such great joy was that this chaos also had its own symmetry. This symmetry was beautiful and unified and whole, and it flooded me with tremendous joy. I saw the universal form of life and nature laid out before my eyes. It was at this point that any concern I had for my body just slipped away, because it was clear to me that I didn't need it anymore, that, I was actually a lim- that it was actually a limitation. Everything in this experience merged together, so it was difficult for me to put an exact sequence to, ev- to events. Time as I knew it came to a halt. Past, present, and future were somehow fused together for me in the timeless unity of life. At some point I underwent what has been called the life review process, for I saw my life from beginning to end all at once, I participated in the real-life dramas of my life, almost like a holographic image of my life going on before me. No sense of past, present, or future, just now and the reality of my life. It wasn't as though I, it wasn't as though it started with birth and ran along to my life at the University of Moscow. It all appeared at once. There I was. There was my life. I didn't experience any sense of guilt or remorse for things I'd done. I didn't feel one way or the other about my failures, faults, or achievements. All I felt was my life for what it was. And I was content with that. I accepted my life for what it was. During this time, the light just radiated a sense of peace and joy to me. It was very positive. I was so happy to be in the light. And I understood what the light meant. I learned that all the physical rules for human life were nothing when compared with the universe, with this unitive reality. I also came to see that a black hole is only another part of that infinite which is light. I came to see that reality is everywhere, that it is not simply the earthly life, but the infinite life. 
Everything is not only connected together, everything is also one. So I felt a wholeness with the light, a sense that all is right with me and the universe. I could be anywhere instantly, really there. I tried to communicate with the people I saw. Some sensed my presence, but no one did anything about it. I felt it necessary to learn about the Bible and philosophy. You want, you receive. Think, and it comes to you. So I participated. I went back and lived in the minds of Jesus and his disciples. I heard their conversations, experienced eating, passing wine, smells, tastes, yet I had no body. I was pure consciousness. If I didn't understand what was happening, an explanation would come. But no teacher spoke. I explored the Roman Empire, Babylon, the times of Noah and Abraham. Any era you can name, I went there. So there I was, flooded with all these good things and this wonderful experience, when someone begins to cut into my stomach. Can you imagine? What had happened was that I was taken to the morgue. I was pronounced dead and left there for three days. An investigation into the cause of my death was set up, so they set, sent someone out there to do an autopsy, uh, an autopsy on me. As they began to cut into my stomach, I felt as though some great power took hold of my neck and pushed me down. And it was so powerful that I opened my eyes and had this huge sense of pain. My body was cold and began to shiver. They immediately stopped the autopsy and took me to the hospital, where I remained for the following nine months, most of which I spent under a, respira a respirator. I'm going to go ahead and stop there because he just goes on, talks about recovery and, and some of his, uh, his interpretation of his experience. But uh, what an amazing experience, right? I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, but we're only going to talk today about that darkness, that void. And I'll go ahead and share Betty Eady's account of the void, uh, just uh, so it doesn't sound quite as frightening as it did for George. Betty says in her book, Embraced by the Light, and this is on page 37, she says, When you're in the presence of enormous energy, you know it. I knew it now. A deep, rumbling, rush, rushing sound began to fill the room. I sensed the power behind it, a movement that seemed unrelenting. But although the sound and power were awesome, I was filled again with a very pleasant feeling, almost hypnotic. I heard chimes or distant bells tinkling in the background, a beautiful sound. I'll never forget it. Darkness began to surround my being. The bed, the light by the door, the entire room seemed to dim, and immediately I was gently drawn up into a great whirling black mass. I felt as if I had been swallowed up by an enormous tornado. I could see nothing but the intense, almost tangible darkness. The darkness was more than a lack of light. It was a dense blackness unlike anything I had known before. Common sense told me that I should have been terrified, that all of my fears of my youth should have risen up. But within this black mass, I felt a profoundly pleasant sense of well-being and calmness. I felt myself moving forward through it, and the whirling sound became fainter. I was in a reclining position, moving feet first, head slightly raised, 
The speed became so incredible that I felt that light years could not measure it. But the peace and tranquility also increased, and I felt that I, had, uh, that I could have stayed in this wonderful state forever and knew that if I wanted to, I could. I became aware of other people as well as animals traveling with me at a distance. I could not see them, but I sensed that their, ex that their experience was the same as mine. I felt no personal connection to them, and I knew that they represented no threat to me, so I soon lost awareness of them. I did sense, however, that there were some who were not moving forward as I, but were lingering in this wonderful blackness. They either didn't have the desire or simply didn't know how to proceed. But there was no fear. I felt a process of healing taking place. Love filled this whirling, moving mass, and I sank more deeply into its warmth and blackness and rejoiced in my security and peace. I thought, this must be where the valley of the shadow of death is. I had never felt greater tranquility in my life. So, as you can see, Betty Eady's experience with the blackness was much more pleasant. And I have heard both uh, extremes, that it, it's frightening, um, being alone and in the dark, complete and, um, and utter darkness, and then others um, talking about, as Betty did, just this warm, comfortable feeling. And uh, some talk about it as, as a velvety blackness. Um, and, and so I share this simply because um, those who experience death, if they are aware of this potential, okay, if they get to that, that point of, of dying and they find themselves in utter blackness, it's not something to be afraid of. In fact, it's simply preceding the light to come. And I haven't heard of too many experiences where they lingered in that very long. I have heard of many experiences where the blackness is only momentary, perhaps. You know, they there's a blackness and they're like, oh, I'm in blackness. And then suddenly a light appears. Um, and so they're, you know, that blackness doesn't necessarily last long, but it is something to note. And it's something that as we read further experiences in the future, um, to be aware of that the void, as has been come to be a term, has come to be a term for it, is is part of this experience for many people. Not an experience to be afraid of. And honestly, from what I can tell, um, whether it's a fearful experience or a joyful experience, usually depends on the mindset of the person. If they're going into this fearful and and dreading and you know, maybe they're afraid of death and they're afraid of God and they're afraid of what's beyond. Sometimes it's more often likely to be an unpleasant feeling. But if they're prepared and they feel, I'm ready, and, and they embrace death with a sense of excitement about um, going on to the other side and seeing loved ones and so forth, usually that blackness is, like Betty's experience, very pleasant and and reflective, uh, kind of an, a healing experience, a, a time to reflect a little bit. So we'll go ahead and end there. 
uh, with today. But uh, thank you again so much for listening. It, it really means a lot to me. I want this podcast to touch lives. I want it to make a difference. The death experience is common to all. Everyone is going to die and everyone is going to have an experience. And for most people, it will be a very positive experience. So those who return from the dead and uh, are able to tell us about it can share that common experience of death and that transition to the other side. So share it if you feel uh, like it's making a difference in your life. So again, thank you so much for listening.